amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. And push. Two. That's it. That's so good. Four. Awesome. That's it. Super strong. Good. That's it. Lovers and friends, I'ma take you on a trip, baby. I don't pretend. I said, Lovers and friends, I'ma hold you down, down to the end. I said, Sunday, July 31st, 2020. There is nothing that I want more in this world than to give birth to this baby. There is nothing that I want more in this universe than to just be responsible for myself and my own health, which has been a constant struggle for the entire year because my daughter started going to daycare. My daughter, who is two years old in November, so official toddler status, high energy, crazy, touching, licking everything and bringing everything back into the home during a time where my body is already giving so much. It is fighting for its life constantly. And this particular day, Sunday, July 31st, is no exception to that rule. In addition to being full-term pregnant and exhausted. And on top of that, having an awareness that not only that Monday, starting August 1st, is my daughter on a two-week sabbatical from daycare. I don't want to call it summer break because, I mean, you're not in school and I'm still paying, but her daycare takes two weeks off in August, which means that at a time where I'm already so exhausted, I'm going to have my full-blown, full-tilt Energizer Bunny toddler around me 24-7. And the additional kicker is my husband, my rock, my support system, my Jared Brady is going away on tour on Tuesday, Tuesday, August the 2nd. And I just think to myself, if I can give birth today, one, I'll get to lay in a hospital guilt-free and someone will have to take Ryu. (laughs) And that in itself is enough for me of like, even though I'll have to go through labor, I will lay down for a day minimum and nobody will question that. That is porn on its own. Secondly, my husband's gonna be there for the birth of our daughter. And more importantly, I'm gonna have support for at least a day afterwards before he has to leave. And I want it so badly that I'm pretty sure I put myself into false labor. I really convinced myself that I was gonna give birth that day. So I end that day in deep sadness and I start the next day the same way. And then Tuesday, August 2nd, the day that Jared was going to leave to go on tour, a choice that we both really happily made, a choice that I made with him without hesitation, of course you should go, because the truth is, whether or not he's here, life is going to suck. That's just the way the makeup of things are right now. It is overwhelming. It is excruciatingly challenging. Again, as I talked about many times in this podcast, 
a challenge that I picked for myself. You know, a lot of these things I actively said yes to all at once. And I do so in hopes that in a couple of years, I'll be so grateful to this version of myself who sacrificed a lot. And so that to be said, when Jared, this opportunity came up, as much as I knew it was going to hurt to not have him, I also knew that it would long-term not be a decision we would look back on and say, we couldn't have figured it out and found a way for you to live your dream and also for me to endure the hell that I'm going to have to endure regardless without you. And on that Tuesday morning, I reminded myself of that constantly. And we had a conversation, which I'm very grateful that we had, where I asked Jared permission to be honest about how terrified I am and how shitty this is going to be without him, without him feeling like I was second guessing my decision or without him feeling guilty for leaning in to this once in a lifetime, you know, first time in his lifetime opportunity to go and showcase what he believes he was put on this planet to do all around America. And so I bawled my eyes out on the day that he left and I cried so much that my eyes were puffy and my head pounded, but it felt good because it was authentically where I was at. And the next day it was myself and Ryu and this unborn baby. And I said, we're gonna figure this out. And because I was sick, I couldn't have help over at the cost. I wasn't gonna make anybody else ill. Um, and we figured it out, and it was the most awfully remarkable week of my life, just fighting through it and challenging myself to love as much as I possibly could, given all my limitations, to love myself, to try to love the baby growing inside of me, to love my daughter, to love my husband, because what was really difficult going through this hard time was going on Instagram and seeing how much fun he was having. He had a sold out show in New York and a sold out show in DC and the best show of his life ever, I believe in Chicago and just so much joy was pouring out of him. And it was the hardest most proud week of my life. And I am really grateful that I went through that because I haven't been all that proud of myself throughout this pregnancy. And let's let's also first not bury the lead. I'm not pregnant no more. <laughs> because on Sunday, August the 7th, I went into labor. And on Monday, August the 8th, first thing in the morning, before the nine to five started, I gave birth to our second daughter, who we named Zaya Melrose Brady. And I really questioned how I would feel on the other side of things. And I'm so grateful to sit here and tell you that the only word that comes to mind is pride. Pride because I did everything right? No. Pride because I excelled beyond my expectations despite the challenges? No. Pride because I fucking tried. And that has been my greatest lesson from this pregnancy is that pride doesn't have to come from the result. It can really come from the attempt. And the value doesn't have to come from the result. It can come from the attempt. I really tried my ass off these past 10 months. Whether that be to increase my energy level, which was at an all-time low, 
So I got a gym membership. Did I go? No. But the attempt was there. I bought booty bands and tried to make a booty challenge myself in order to incentivize myself in order to move because energy is one of those things that you have to make in order to have. You have to create it. You have to expend it to get it back. But I just didn't even have that for the world. Pride because I still stayed in school. I got the worst grade ever this semester. I was failing actually for half of it before I finally hired a tutor. Um, and in the end, I didn't finish an assignment and easy points I, had, I wasn't able to achieve. But God damn it, I fucking did it. And I pushed myself through it. My relationship with my husband stayed intact despite the fact that we were not having sex. We were not even kissing. I didn't have the breath power to kiss, the desire to kiss or to be intimate in that way. And I didn't push myself in that way, in that fashion, in a way that I probably would have my first pregnancy. But despite it all, we're still here and standing and fighting. And I can't wait to see that man on August 24th when he comes to LA to perform. If you are listening and you are going to be in LA, come. I will be at that show turning up and I want to see you there. And I'm going to make incredible love to this man because my energy is back. My lust for life for back is back. My lust is back. And my gratitude for the space and the love that he gave me during these past 10 months is so incredibly high. Not that sex is a thank you, but I mean, when you're as good as me, it kind of is. <clears throat> the biggest lesson that this hard time has taught me is that your definition of self-love cannot be based on your favorite things about yourself. Because that means when you're not capable of being the best version of you, you don't have access to loving yourself because nothing that you love about yourself do you qualify for. So for example, my definition of self-love, if you were to ask me, you know, Shan, why do you love yourself a year ago? I would have been like, I love myself because I am motivated because I am up for the challenge. I have a lot of energy and I do what needs to get done in order to be a version of myself that I'm most proud of. That's what I fucking love about myself. Now, what happens when I don't have energy? I don't feel like trying. I don't have a lust for life. I don't have lust, period. I have a very difficult time accessing joy. Maybe I'm able to try or to muddle through tasks, but it's definitely not with a smile and with a hop in my step. And so I realized probably March of this year or so that I'd come to really resent myself because I felt like a failure. I felt like I was letting everyone down. Like I was letting myself down. Like, man, how did you fall so far? Every email started off with when can we expect I had numerous massive arguments with the people that I loved the most, not just my husband. I'm talking about with my dad, with my sister. Employees were fired. There was just a lot of negativity that I was an active participant in. And I'll talk about why for many reasons that's a positive thing. It ended up being positive on the line. But I was an active participant in not only being in a hard life, but engaging in activities and behaviors and attitudes that just made things shittier. And so I felt like a shitty person. And at a time when all I needed was to feel like it's okay, I understand you, I still love you, I couldn't offer that to myself. So I had to redefine self-love 
from what I loved most about myself to my love for my ability to be there with me, to endure me, regardless of what I was capable of giving. So I love the fact that I still try, even though the effort's not always that great. I love the fact that I'm honest, even though sometimes that honesty makes me a bitch. Something I try to work on, but something I also do admire about who I am as a person. I love the fact that I'm still with my body and I'm here for my body and I do whatever I possibly can, even if whatever I can is buying at McDonald's a lot more frequently than I'm proud to say that I am just to give myself something to feel good about. But I'm with my body um, and I listen to my body and I'm proud of myself for that. And listening to my body in this season meant not doing anything and not pushing myself to eat like a Olympic athlete when I just needed the dopamine boost. And more than anything else, I love myself because I don't have another person that I get to choose to be. <laughs> I'm me regardless. I'm here regardless. I got to show up for me because I'm all that I have. And if I want other people to give me grace and compassion, it has to start with me. I have to learn how to do that for myself despite who I am and what I currently am not. And I think through this pregnancy, I showed and I proved to myself that I can do that. The other big, huge lesson that I learned going back to those hard conversations that I had, sometimes it's better to argue with people in real life than to argue with someone in your head. You got to let people know how you feel. And sometimes you just need people to say the thing. And in order to get them to say the thing, you got to say the thing and ask the hard questions. I, again, I initiated some really rocky times. Myself and my sister probably had our biggest fight ever, you know, during this pregnancy. But sometimes that pain is part of the growing pains. And doing that with her and then multiple other people of just being honest about where people were disappointing me where my expectations weren't being met, where I felt let down, where I felt like I was being gaslit to some capacity. And again, in work relationships and everything made a big difference. And it's such a relief for me not to be carrying so much resentment um, or plain sadness that, again, people weren't rising to the occasion for me. But I had to show them where the escalator was. And then I had to ask them point blank. Do you want to get on or are you more comfortable down here? And some people got on the escalator and some people said, I'm going to be honest, I'm great where I am. And that in itself was really freeing as well. And I have this episode that I have here on the podcast that I really want you to listen to if you haven't, which is with Jasmine Jay. I think it's called Sometimes I Don't Like My Partner. I Don't Like My Lover. Jared and I had a guided conversation based on questions that I found on a Bustle article and that, y'all, turned our relationship around. I doubt that he would cite that as being a massive turning point. But for me, we both had COVID at the time that we had that conversation. So it was like a really rough day. And sometimes the rougher you are, the more blunt you can be. And we just said things and shared things that we hadn't really said in that clear cut, practical way. What are you not willing to compromise on? I don't want any more 
dry time together. It's life. It's not. Because <laughs> just excuse yourself. Be like, I am tired. You seem really chatty right now. Yeah. Do your thing. If you and Ryu are playing and you're in the mood is up, yeah. and then I come in and I'm like, it's like, bitch, just le- go separate. It's okay. We'll be fine without you. So, But don't, it's something special <laughs> to be able to exist with somebody <laughs> where you don't have to be alone during those times. Like, I, I don't want to have to, like, pretend upbeat if I'm, like, tired. I don't know. You bring the vibe down, though. But so do you sometimes. I know. And I'm admitting that. So, <laughs> But, if I, but if, it's nice to, to, to ex- like, I'm like, yo, I get it. It's nice to be understood. I see your point. Yeah. I don't like that reality. I wouldn't go hang out with a homie if I'm, like, I'm not in the mood to talk or do anything. And I, Okay, so here. My homie is not my life partner, though. But it happens a sizable amount. So here's <sighs> the compromise, can I say? And the last lesson that this awful past 10 months, which thankfully is over, and I will talk about how I feel now that it's over in a second, but the last lesson that this awful 10 months has taught me is, man, I am so grateful that you, Shamboodram, have invested so much time in learning how to love. It is your superpower, and it will serve you and surprise you in ways that you could never imagine. It is the gift that keeps on giving. It is the work that makes life worth it. As you know, if you've been listening, I was really concerned that I wouldn't feel much towards my second daughter because this was an unplanned pregnancy, because it put such a strain on me in every possible way, and also because I felt extreme guilt for bringing another baby into this world so soon after my first one. And she needs a lot. You know, my daughter is going through a very clingy time, a very emotional time. She's coming up into her two-year-old time. And it just felt like the worst time possible to ask more of her by saying, you're going to get less of your mom now. And all those things combined just made me feel like, how do I look forward to this new life? How do I look forward to loving someone else when I know that it's going to cost so much? But I have been studying intimacy, specifically love, the psychology of love, strategies for love for 2005, coming up to 20 years now, you know, 18, 16 years. And I'm fucking good at it. I'm better than I think. And as soon as my daughter was laid on my chest, it poured out of me. And I don't know if it was love per se or if it was just I got you. That immediate feeling of knowing what my role in this person's life is and how important that role is and feeling completely comfortable to rise to the occasion for her. And I'm not afraid anymore. And I'm so grateful now to feel like this is life, which is a crazy statement because the only thing constant in this world is change. But in terms of big changes that I'm gonna actively invite into my world, this is life. Everything else is random. That's something else to be said. Jared's gonna get a vasectomy. There will be no more kids. I'm gonna go back on birth control to make sure there will be no more kids. We're not moving for a very long time. We're not changing careers. I'm not 
starting a new program in school. I'm going to finish out my master's. I'm going to push myself to make the best podcast possible. I'm going to be an incredible mom to my two kids. I am going to push myself to reclaim my pleasure principle and get back into a space where joy isn't a burden or a thing on my to-do list, but instead like it's an active ongoing part of just being a fucking live. And let me also just say that I got to give a huge shout out to Zaya Melrose Brady, Zaya if you're nasty, for making her debut as simple as possible, for reading the room and seeing what your mother has gone through and being like, let me just make this a little easier. The birth was the best part of pregnancy. Hands down, easy, hard, painful in some ways. I had an epidural at the perfect time. She came out in eight minutes, a few pushes, came out beautiful and healthy and calm. And your mother thanks you greatly for that. She is asleep right now. She is chilling. She is content to be here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Next week, we're back. I don't know. Don't get me wrong. I'm not making any promises because if this, you know, Zaya turns up and things get turned around, we might be missing a couple weeks here and there. But the intention is to get back into our regular flow um, because this is the only thing that I'm going to be doing through my time off. I'm not on maternity leave per se, but I'm definitely taking it a little bit easier and giving myself grace and space to do that. But this brings me so much joy. And like I said, keeping the pleasure in my life means a lot. I love what I do for a living. I love this podcast. So I don't want to take a break. And that's the intention that I'm setting is that this is the one thing that I do challenge myself to do work-wise. Jared gets back September 17th. So definitely by then uh, we should be back into regular flow. But in the meantime, I hope we keep talking and I hope you keep coming back. And I appreciate you for listening, not just to this episode, but to the past 10 months of ranting and complaining, but also of fucking gems. We've rocked it. So I'm not trying to say that we did shit work. We did great work. I am at that place where I'm rambling. You know what that means. Goodbye. Lovers and friends. I'm going to take you on a trip, baby. I don't pretend. I said, lovers and friends. I'm going to hold you down, down to the end. I said, lovers and friends. Lovers and friends, yeah, and I said Lovers and friends, uh, I'ma hold you down, down to the end, I said Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. 
Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 